Welcome to the second episode of Brat. I'm Nevaeh Henson, the host and creator of Brat, the podcast that discusses the effects the military has on children and teens of active duty and retired parents. Today, we're going to be talking about how military brats view their own life. Is it really as hardcore as everyone makes it seem? Today's episode will include interviews from brats at Willow Canyon. How do they handle drastic location changes? Do they wish they could have been raised outside of the military? Would they ever join the military? Continue listening to find the answers to these questions. Interview number one. So how does your family set academic expectations for you? Well, they definitely want me to succeed and definitely like do well in school. But at the same time, of course, they want me to like do my best. And how do you handle drastic location changes? Um, I mean, obviously, like it's like a lot to handle, especially with like gaining a bunch of friends and then obviously having to leave. But I just kind of like I've gotten so used to it considering that I've literally moved like a whole bunch of places so I guess like I've kind of just gotten used to it so it's kind of like not a lifestyle but it's like a regular type I don't know. Okay do you wish you could have been raised outside of the military? Uh no because I, I got the chance to move to like different places and meet the people that I've met so no. And would you ever join the military? Not the Air Force. Interview number two. How does your family set expectations academically? Well, they want me to get like eight, uh, straight A's mostly. Okay. And do you wish you could have been raised outside of the military? Uh, no, I think it's better for me because it like sets a goal that I can keep. Okay. And would you ever join the military? Uh, no, because it's not personally interesting to me because I like stuff like art and all that. Okay. Thank you. Interview number three. How does your family set expectations for your academic life? My family, they want me to excel in school. All right. And how do you handle drastic location changes? Well, whenever I moved to Arizona, I missed my friends back in my other state. So, yeah. Okay, but how do you handle the change? I feel like a man. Now, can you elaborate on what you mean by take it like a man? Well, you know, my first move, I, I really missed my friends. But as I moved on through the school year, I made new friends. Moving on to the next question. Would you join the military yourself? No, I would not. What would you rather do in your career path? I would rather be a basketball player because I love basketball and it is my favorite sport, you know what I mean? Um, when you first heard the 5 o'clock music or the 7 a.m. music or the 10 p.m. music, what was your impression? Well, <clears throat> I would always stop and put my hand on my chest because that is what we do to respect those who die for us on the battlefield for our country. The interviews from this episode and last episode show that people's military experiences vary. Last episode focused on the negative aspects of military life. However, this episode is more about how moving around the globe 
and how these experiences can help a person grow. Before we get into this, I would like to mention on interview number three, the person speaking had a slight issue handling their emotions. Whenever I would ask them a question that made them slightly uncomfortable, they would resort to laughter, which is a way of trying to cope with recalling uncomfortable situations. While this may not seem like a very big deal, research shows that laughter can be used as a defense mechanism against overwhelming anxiety. Dr. Michael Ferran is a psychiatrist, and he says that when children's parents are deployed back to back, they tend to experience higher levels of anxiety. About 30% of children experience difficulties because of deployment, and the other 70% are actually doing very well. The majority of military children do not suffer from mental illness because of deployment. In fact, there is a tremendous amount of resilience within the military community. The interviews from today show that military brats appreciate their military experience. They say it has given them a goal to look forward to that has allowed them to travel the world and meet new people. This is truly incredible because around 60% of veterans actually go to war while serving in the military. This, of course, increases their chances of suffering from an invisible or physical injury. Invisible injuries refer to brain injuries such as PTSD. Physical injuries, of course, is referring to losing a limb or having issues with your medical life. This not only affects the injured parent, but the child as well. So the fact that most children can appreciate their experiences and mature from them is truly amazing. While most military brats do not choose for a different life, they usually don't plan on joining the military. This is simply because most people want to move on with their life and going to join the military is seen as a way of going backward. As I discussed in the last episode, I do not plan on joining the military. My expectations and academic life was also discussed in episode one. But just to recap, I said that my academic expectations are high and that I handle location changes fairly well, but I do not enjoy the process. If anything, I have taken my parents experience in the military as motivation to truly do what I want to do in life, to know that I have the choice to choose my future and that I don't have to rely on the government. This is something that I have learned from my experience as a brat. I will now be experiencing the subculture shocks that I experienced when I moved off base. It was unusual for me not having to stand for the national anthem before a movie started. Moving into a house and actually being able to unpack all of my boxes before we moved somewhere else, that was actually crazy for me. I usually would unpack only the few boxes of things that I needed if I knew we were going to be moving soon. Moving to Arizona and not having to be stuck in a TLF for like two months is crazy. On base, before you could get a house, you would have this temporary living, basically apartment that we would live in before a house was available for us to move in. Another thing is that in Arizona, the houses may look similar to you, but where I grew up, every house was literally identical. 
now. There might be a blue house on that street and a yellow house on that street and maybe a brown house over there, but the plans were exactly the same. Not having to have my ID card with me everywhere that I go. For instance, when I turned 10 and everyone was getting their ID cards, it was a very big deal. I would have my ID card everywhere, mostly just to show people my picture. Putting my hand over my heart every five o'clock when the national anthem was played. Um, yeah, very weird. Had to get used to that one. And then, of course, at 10 p.m. There's no music. That was a subculture shock for me. While living in Germany, there were regular grade levels, but one thing that we had was multi-age, where you could be five years old or 11 years old, all in the same classroom. This was just an option, and when I came back to America, I realized, oh, so we don't do that here? I mean, I guess not. And I think the biggest shock for me was actually not living on base. The environment on the military base is usually more safe. Everything is gated. There is security at every entrance. Um, I could do things like walk to the pool by myself at 11 years old. Show them my ID card, get them for free. I could go down to the gas station by myself at 10, 11 years old. Show them my ID card. You don't have to pay taxes on base. Just buy whatever you want, walk around. I mean, there's kids doing things everywhere just because there's this trust, not having to lock your doors when you leave the car, which I advise you do, of course, but it wasn't a necessary step. It wasn't something that I was always used to, and I always viewed living off base as, you know, much more dangerous, and I was actually kind of worried about living in Arizona, not on base for a long time, because I was just so used to be able to to live in this safe environment where I didn't have to worry about my well-being all the time. In contrast to that, we did have to do a lot of bomb drills because of the risk of that. But other than that, it was pretty much safe. Another thing that I liked about living on base is that every holiday there would be carnivals that the community center held or, you know, children or teens, adults, families that lived on base. We would do things for Halloween and Christmas and all of these holidays. And then they would have periodic ones in the summer for kids to come out, get free food, free slushies, a lot of free things actually. And we get to play games. So that was something really fun that I actually miss. The purpose of this episode is to shine light on the advantages of being a military grad. And if you were a military brat yourself, what would you wish for? Do you think that you would want our lifestyle? Or do you think you'd rather live your life as a civilian teen? Find out if you could survive a day in the life of a military brat on episode 3 called The Day in the Life. The next episode, I will narrate the life of a military brat and you will be in their shoes to see if you could survive the lifestyle. And finally, thank you for listening to today's episode of Brat. Mm-hmm.